Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. This week, we're discussing the power of positive words. Yes, but before we get into that, uh, we'll talk about our mission. At the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This mission was to identify two positive expectations for yourself to focus on over the next two weeks. Well, now the last two weeks. Christy, how did that go for you? You know, it went very well. I expected two things. Uh, One, I expected that we would finish the fast that we're doing strong and great, and we'd have a pretty good time with it. (laughs) Okay, I expected it would be (laughs) awesome and fun and wonderful. Not sure that that has completely come to bear, but we are finishing it strong, which I liked. And then the other expectation I had uh, was that I would enjoy writing my book. And I haven't written as much of the book as I'd like, but I have enjoyed what little I have written, Brianna. So that I consider to be great. And I also spent a lot of time this week trying to figure out where like the delusion sets in and when you should be positive. Like, because I kept thinking of that basketball uh, metaphor that we, that we had in the episode, which is Mm -hmm. basically the way a basketball player who's a really great basketball player. I don't remember. I'm not a sports person, but the concept from the book that I read was that people who have a confident mind, when they go to take a basket, they believe hundred percent that they're going to sink that shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they miss, they think that's the anomaly and they're bound to get in the next one. Even if they've missed a bunch, they think, well, I'm due for the next one is what that the guy said. And it's not exactly logical. And I was like, that is great. But then at one point, do you think I am not going to prepare? Like, I don't think this plane's going down or I don't think this ship is sinkable. So there will not be enough lifeboats Mm -hmm. in Titanic time. Like at what point is that a bad deal? And what is it not? And this is the line that I've come up with in my mind that I wanted to share. When you're planning something, I'm of the opinion that this is when you consider all the possibilities of what can go right and what can go wrong. But at the moment that you're executing that plan, okay, so it it would be unrealistic and ridiculous to think there's no basketball player that walks around who says, I make every shot. Mm -hmm. So he he knows that he's going to miss. He knows that he's going to get some. But at the moment he takes a shot, when you execute on a plan in the moment, you've got to believe you don't have to, but you will get the optimum effect is in the moment when you're executing that plan to have a positive expectation. Mm-hmm. The basketball player that's standing at the line, hoping he doesn't miss is not going to hit as many baskets as the one who's shooting his free throw, knowing it's going to go in. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that, uh, coming back and sharing, you know, coming back to that and sharing that distinction. Um, and then, you know, we talked a little bit about it in the pre-show, but just highlighting how um, how important the plan is, or, or that the plan is just as important as the expectation. Is that the right way to talk about it? Because sometimes I, yes. I worry, uh, I, sometimes, I mean, we've talked about it, I forget the plan. <laughs> I'm just like, I expect this to be great. And then it's like, Oh, but I didn't really set myself up for it to be great. So, uh, yes, the plan and setting up for that oppor- the you know the best outcome or the best opportunity. I think that's great, and I'm so glad that you uh, brought us back uh, to that and um, shared that. Uh, for me, 
this last, uh, the expectations I had, uh, well, the first one was related to starting school. Um, and just my expectation was to go that I was, well, I was very excited, but my expectation um, was a very positive one to just go in and be as open and excited as I could be because I have a tendency when starting something new to get a little nervous or worried about it. So it was just to stay open and be excited about meeting new people uh, and then just excited to be in the program. And I feel like that went relatively well. Um, no, let me let me reframe that. It went really well. I had a little bit of a um, you know, adjustment period with working and going to school. So um, towards the end of this last week, it was a little bit tough. But overall, I mean, the expectation is what the expectation is. And I feel very pleased that I went into it um, open-minded and positive and really uh, expecting it not to be perfect, but that I was expecting good things. Um, it really helped. And I feel like then um, my second, I, I'll be honest, I can't remember what my second one was, but I do know that when we would do our polos um, that I, I had a, a like some small expectations that just kind of followed me through the week. And one of them, as you said, um, was just each night, like I expect to, that we were doing the fast, I expect to go into this next day and like, I'm going to do it. Um, and so I think those kind of, I'll say, are the highlights of my uh, expectations, my expectations uh, this week. I love it. And it's interesting because in the middle of you recounting what you were doing in the week, you were reframing your words more positively. And that is very handy example of that because this week we're discussing the power of positive words. So Brianna, when I say uh, the power of positive words, what does that mean to you? Well, it means it's a more positive way. <laughs> it's a more positive way to frame what I originally kind of uh, floated as a topic, which was to, you know, um, talk about our language and how what we say has an effect on our environment and on our mindset, on the people around us, um, and how it's important to be very mindful and aware of what, what we're talking about and how we're talking about things um, so that we are not unnecessarily, let me back up, I feel for myself that it's important to uh, be aware of how I'm speaking about things and not unnecessarily kind of burden a situation or a person or myself with, um, you know, negative talk, negative, uh, negative words. And I know that, you know, we talked about this, I know that we've had a positive self-talk episode in the past, but this, that to me, when we've done that in the past is, is more of an internal. Um, and so when we talk about the power of positive words, I'm really, um, you know, really thinking about the things that we say out loud in the presence of others and what that effect is, again, not only on them and the situation we might be in, but on ourselves as well. So um, what brought me here is, as usual for us, um, you know, a life experience kind of tends to inform what we talk about here, but really identifying um, being in some tough spaces this week, just very busy and stressful and uh, experiencing the difference where people, 
having the opportunity to experience uh, people having more of a positive language and positive verbiage, as well as those who had more negative and just how draining and, and difficult it was to get through the, with kind of that more negative language on top of what was going on. So uh, I just wanted to bring it forward for us to talk about and explore a little bit um, what it's like to try to to try to focus on the positive words. Yes, I I do think there's an incredible power in the spoken word in general, and the the way we frame things can truly affect our attitude and the attitude and thoughts and feelings of people around us. Two things come to mind when I think of the power of positive words or just positive words in general. Uh, one is I went to Disney World once when I was like 19 and mm -hmm. it was just for the day. We drove from South Florida to Disney World, did Disney World. This is the kind of thing that you do when you're like 19 years old because you have energy to just drive to a theme park, be in a theme park all day and then drive back home. Mm -hmm. I think there are, there are other people who have energy for these type of things. But at that time in my life, I thought, going to a theme park was fun. I've revised my opinion and that's not me being negative. It's just me knowing myself more. Mm -hmm. um, it's just filled with a lot of things that I don't enjoy. Crowds, expensive prices, being outside and waiting in a lot of lines. Yeah. Uh, it's just overpriced food. I don't enjoy any of those things. Uh, but a lot of people enjoy like the, it's, it is a beautiful place and it's very well cleaned. And I'm sure that's not what they're enjoying. Wow, this place is so beautiful. I imagine it's the uh, magic of Disney, right? That people enjoy. But at not this the time, clean, not, not the clean streets. Yeah, the clean, you know, I'm like, yeah, I guess the clean streets. Like I just, I, uh, it's not for me, right? Mm -hmm. I know me, but it's, um, but I don't want to be negative about the, the happiest place on earth, Brianna. Right. Um, although that's brilliant bit of showmanship. Just, the power of positive words. Here's another one. The happiest place on earth. It's mm -hmm. just a take on the greatest show on earth. Mm -hmm. It's just a take on P.T. Barnum's greatest show on earth, which by the way, power of positive words, multi-billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. If you've got the right words to tell somebody about what you have and you have the right, like you can, you can, I never liked outside crowds, expensive places or the sun, but I went to Disney world a lot, Brianna. That's the power of that marketing. <laughs> Okay, the happiest place on earth. I went there a ton of times and it took me a long time to realize I don't enjoy any of it. But what made it worse when I went to Disney World was once you're, once you're in, you're trying to make good of it, right? Mm -hmm. I went with my friend uh, John and uh, and our friend that worked at the movie theater, Doug, and all Doug kept saying all day, and he's like a really happy guy was, oh, guys, this sucks. Like just <laughs> everywhere we went. <laughs> like, he, he loved and he was like oh guys this sucks like it was, and it wasn't that it didn't suck Brianna it's just that it sucked a little bit more than even Doug noticed uh-huh <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I think the day would have been just slightly better if Doug would be like, oh, guys, this isn't so bad, right? You know what right. I mean? Even if he was just so, but it, it, it did suck, Brianna. It absolutely <laughs> did. And it sucked a lot more because at every time I'd almost forget that it was sucking. You know what I mean? Like, well, this isn't so bad. He would just like, I just, 
Priyan, I have an absolute vision of him just staring at our overpriced hot dogs that mm-hmm. we spent like way too much money on <laughs> and just be like, oh, guys, this sucks. Oh. And, um, you know, you can, you can talk about it after, like, guys, that sucked after we're home, after we spent the money, right. you know, when we're, when we're planning the next trip to Disney world, but as it's happening, as I'm paying $12 for a hot dog, not nearly as nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave it at that example. I could go on, but, uh, that's the power of positive words. Sells a lot of tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Also, um, the power of negative words can uh, make something <laughs> bad worse. Oh, guys, oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have that in my head for a while. I wish, I wish, uh, I almost wish that I could get some sort of ringtone. Not because I want to be reminded that something sucks, but just that, like that tone and someone so positive, kind of saying that is just—it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's not kind of; it's legitimately funny. It's, um, yeah. But. Yes. So I I appreciate you talking about, you know, can you, if you need to speak, you know, if, if, certainly when I am bringing forward this idea of positive words and trying to be aware of our, uh, of our verbiage and that type of thing, it's not to say we're, as we've talked about before, it's not to say that we're never going to say something negative or that we're never going to speak truth when something isn't right or good or, um, you know, when, when, when it needs to come out, it needs to come out. I think what I'm talking about is um, paying attention to what we're saying. Again, bringing it back to myself, trying to pay attention to what I'm saying so that I am being as accurate as I can be with my words. So if I am, you know, I think there's a tendency for me <laughs> uh, to fall into, I, I more so in the past than now, but I still have it in me that I can fall into snark and cynicism, which I then verbalize with some kind of comment that comes off as negative. So, you know, Especially if it if I'm you know doing that thing where you commiserate with people uh, about something that's not great, and then it kind of turns into, oh well, isn't that always the way it is? Something kind of like that. That's not helpful because one, no, that's not always the way it is, and two, if if particularly if I'm in a situation where there's nothing like I have no influence over getting myself out of it, I don't need to pile on to that with negative talk. I don't need to say some snarky comment. I don't need to point out necessarily how how bad things are. We all get it. Um, me bringing light to it or, or encouraging that that level of conversation just is going to make it much more challenging to deal with and get out of. Yes. And I will say tone carries a lot. Like, Doug in the moment was actually quite funny. And and whenever we did an impression of Doug from that moment on, it became, oh, guys, this sucks. Like that was our version of Doug mm-hmm. uh, from now to the end of time. And I don't even remember Doug's last name, but I remember that phrase. <laughs> but I can say that bringing lightness to a negative situation could work, but shining light on how every moment of this is terrible 
um, only makes something hard harder. Um, and and there and I don't want anybody to feel like they have to pretend like um, to quote Mel Robbins, you're eating a poop sandwich and you're telling yourself it tastes good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's not a quote. To, I'm paraphrasing rather because she used a different word for poop. But my point is not to say that poop sandwiches are tasty, but to just say if we're all eating a poop sandwich because it's uh, that's what we've got on the menu today and there's no other sandwiches available, we don't need somebody to say, this sandwich tastes like poop. <laughs> like it's like, okay, dude, dude, we all know that. We all mm-hmm. know that. Like we're mm-hmm. all like, um, um, I don't, if you're, if you're in an elevator that is stopped, somebody going, oh my God, we're all trapped. We're all trapped. We're going to die in here. Isn't. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. That isn't going to help us. Right. That isn't going to help. Even the person who's trapped in the elevator with you, who's panicking, they're not helping their own panic, let alone. Like that's not the energy that a lot of crisis situations needs. However, I have seen some people with incredible, my sister was in a line at Publix the other day and Publix is a great store in, in Florida. And usually they're very good about opening up new, like new lanes as -hmm. soon as there's too many lanes. But this time there just wasn't enough people, right? There was just so, it was just a really, they hit the store at a crowded time. And so my sister got into the line and she was like, oh, can you believe this line? She said to the guy behind him and he's like, yeah, but you know, I just saw a news story about the people in Ukraine and how long they're waiting in lines for stuff. And, and he's like, and I just, I'm just sort of glad that there's food on the shelves this time. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something, but he said it, he was like, yeah, man, but, but, but he said it in a really cool laid back way. Right. And my sister was like, Hey man, thanks for the perspective. And then she was just in the line going, yeah, this isn't so bad. Like, and she remembered, I don't have any place to be that's pressing. You know, Mm -hmm. we have our own business now. So it's not like I'm breathing down her neck about having to get right back to the desk, you know, out Mm -hmm. of all. And, and sometimes having that little bit of perspective and, and sometimes people are not going to appreciate if they're having a bad day, it's going to be, you know, mad men, not good, Bob. Do you know what I mean? Like people aren't in the mood to hear your great news, your perspective, mm-hmm. but thinking about the power of the words and how we describe the things that are happening to us and how we look forward to the things that are, to the challenges that come ahead or the challenges that are happening in this moment, being able to reframe that and look for where you're going to win can increase your odds of winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate the discussion or, or bringing up the, the perspective and how that can help us to um, shift and do the reframe. I feel like one of the things that's helped me to speak accurately, I'll say, and really be able to say, you know, talk about how a situation, how I'm, how, how, hmm be able to speak about a situation is to actually just bring it back to how I'm feeling versus making some sort of blanket statement, like blanket, again, snark, cynical, negative statement, like, you know, well, you know, it's always going to be like this, or it's not shocking that this is happening again, when really, I could just take a 
take a chance to be a little bit vulnerable and say, wow, you know what, this is really frustrating for me. Um, And then that invites someone into a conversation or to have a discussion. And maybe then that's the opportunity that they can give me that perspective versus just having some kind of convert, like some, I don't know, I call it a crop dusting statement where you just kind of like all over people. or all over the situation and then that's just out there and that just hangs and kind of gets all over everybody else um but there's no and then there's real no no real opportunity to um see something else uh find a different perspective find where you can maybe influence whatever you're saying is not great uh so i really i, I really want where I try to go now then is to have this moment where I'm like, well, how is what I'm about to to have enough space between what I think and what comes out of my mouth um, to have enough space, especially if I feel like it's going to be negative to say, well, how is that going to help the situation and how is that going to help me? So if it is, I'm standing in line or um, sometimes it is traffic <laughs> That's a good one. Um, it's, you know, how does it help me to yell at this person who cut me off and has already forgotten that I exist? You know, like all that's going to do is make me upset. So have really worked on um, rather than saying some sort of swear word or, you know, something like that. Try to work on um, using words more positively to say, well, maybe that person just needs to get somewhere. Maybe they have a family member in the hospital or they're, you know, their kid was sick and so they're late for work or some sort of, you know, make up some sort of scenario that puts puts it in a more positive light because then that lets me off the hook from that, un, like from being angry about that thing that I have zero control over or being frustrated or, you know, you plug in the emotion. Um, but just taking that moment, not only to kind of change how I think, but then to change what actually, um, to, to change what comes out of my mouth so that it, it can be, uh, I know I've said this before, but so that it can be, if not totally positive, at least it's neutral and not negative. I totally get what you're saying. I do want to make a distinction for, I don't want people to feel a need to bottle their emotions. And Mm. I also don't want people to think that just because a particular feeling that they're having in a moment can't immediately be construed as helpful is something Mm -hmm. that can't be used. Because there are times when I have thought, well, I might as well not say anything because it's not Mm. going to make a difference. And then what happens is, not speaking up for myself or not saying how I feel because I don't think it's going to make a difference made a very, the absence of me speaking up for myself or the absence of speaking how I felt in the moment made a very detrimental difference to me. And it's a real subtle difference. Um, But I've swallowed a lot of disappointment and sadness in the name of thinking, well, this isn't going to say anything. Mm -hmm. But if somebody asks me, how do you feel about this? I can say I don't like it right. without being negative, mm-hmm. but it's a very fine, like for instance, yes, you can tell yourself a story about the guy um, going to work, right? Or the uh, you can tell yourself a story like, hey, at least I'm not 
like being bombed and I there's food on the shelves. Do you know what I mean? Like while I'm waiting in this line at the grocery store, that all can work. And I think there is a moment to say internally, um, yes, this is not what I wanted for right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, the sarcastic, what an opportunity for me mm -hmm. to not dwell on this or even that like because we used to do the what an exciting opportunity for patients like i always think it's hilarious you and i marco polo our affirmations every day and i don't go to sleep until about 5 a.m most mornings right so i sleep mm -hmm. around 5 a.m to noon so i do my end of the day affirmations in the garage and there are these dogs that bark constantly and they irritate me to no end brianna Mm -hmm. uh, to where I actually say, what an exciting opportunity for me to get used to these dogs barking, you know, <laughs> and, and just try to push through it. And even acknowledging that frustration or saying what it is. I love that very specific dis distinction that you made between stating what is true for you, but not coloring, like not poo-pooing all over anything. Mm -hmm. I feel disappointed. I feel frustrated. I feel angry. That's different than saying, you're enraging. This situation sucks. Everybody needs to go to you know where. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's that sort of all-encompassing, I'm pooping on this entire parade, as opposed to, hey, I just got trampled by that horse in the parade. Ow. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a very different thing. And um, so I'm not telling people to just suck up what they're doing. But I can say there is um, there is a power to positive words and there's a power to stating your truth and stating your truth is not necessarily negative mm -hmm. um but it's it's such a fine line because i have a tendency to go overboard both ways hmm. do you mind everything's I, fine yeah, yeah i was gonna say tell fine. me how. <laughs> great everything no, no 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 don't worry everything's fine you know what i might as well not tell them that you know i've I've eaten around glass at a restaurant and in my salad because I didn't want to bother anybody. Too much, Brianna, too much. Mm -hmm. No, the salad's great. That is a blatant lie. You are not. <laughs> you can cut your mouth open on this salad literally and figuratively. How glass got in here, I have no idea. You are eating around glass. That is not what you need to do. That is me being ridiculously positive. That is me just being dishonestly happy mm -hmm. to make other people not be burdened by the yeah, I could have just said uh yeah no uh there's glass in my salad like I could have just <laughs> said that right but I didn't want to bum everybody out or make the waitress mad at me or sad right that is bad um I mean that is not bad that is where I was at at the time right there's a lot of opportunity there mm -hmm. and then I've been this sucks guys like can you believe so-and-so did that and then this? And I've even made blatant statements about the mental health of all comedians that I've known, the general uh, health regarding an entire industry, uh, a.k.a. the entertainment industry or the comedy. I've made like blanket, blanket poo-pooing statements about parts of the arts, Brianna, that I know and love <laughs> without even second thinking it. Like literally until just a second, I was like, oh, yeah, you do that all the time. You poo-poo all over your the mental health of the people in the industry that you were involved in for like 15 years mm. that can't be great <laughs> there, there's less than there's a lot of room there mm -hmm. there's a lot of room for me to do that so i've gone like both ways 
Mm -hmm. Well, and I, of course, making that distinction or, or, or I guess bringing awareness to it's a fine line. And again, just um, making that distinction that what we're talking about is not that you should, um, you know, hold back, bottle things up. Um, I think you said just swallow it. <laughs> um, no, none of that. Um, definitely, you should be able to speak up for yourself, advocate for yourself, you know, speak true when things aren't going well. Um, I think that uh, all of that is really important. And I feel like for, in my experience, I was able to do that as I gained, um, I was able to speak up more for myself uh, and to be able to get comfortable um, speaking up when I was uncomfortable or unhappy or frustrated uh, because I had worked at least in part on, okay, this is, follow me here. So I had been working on my positivity, which which in turn changed my mindset, which in turn made me feel more empowered to have an influence over my life and my experiences and, you know, how I interacted with others. And so even when I have to say something that I think that someone doesn't want to hear, that's not the same as what you were, you know, as the examples that you gave of kind of just like poo-pooing all over things or dwelling uh, in some negative spaces or or just like almost that sense of, um, you know, I, I sometimes in the past have felt like I was talking about things in a negative way because almost like I wanted to, I just like wanted to be negative, if that makes sense. Like almost like I was looking for a reason to be um, mad about something or, or it's kind of hard to describe. But what I know now is then, you know, having worked on self-awareness and some of those things, it's like if I'm in that space, then, then what I really need to do is stop and do some reflection and examine like, well, what is going on? Because I, I truly don't want to be here. So what's happening that's like kind of pulling me down this to the space. And then at that point, I can try to fix some things or at the very least just start reframing how I'm talking about things um, to sort of reset my perspective. I love that. It's very true. I found there's an energy sometimes to complaining. I remember specifically, it's a quick and easy and cheap way for me to bond. I used to be very introverted and I would have a difficult time bonding with my peer group, let's just say, in school. And I've always found if there was another person standing off to the side somewhere, like at a an assembly of some type or some sort of pep rally that was you know, in my depressive teenager's mind, ridiculous. And I would snarkily say something like, you know, make some sort of thing about the the food or the mascot or the whatever. Do you know what I mean? And I would make it to the person next to me and it would be a quick way for them to talk back to me like, yeah, you know, and, and us to just kind of bond over poo-pooing everything. Uh, and then I never see that person again or worse, you know, that's what we had in common was that we didn't like anything. Right. Um, and it just, I didn't have a lot of lasting friendships. It's not a very 
and 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 keep in mind i did spend a lot of time in the comedy world and sometimes poo-pooing things is very very funny and you can do a lot of there's a lot of humor there um but if i make that the center point of my life and my default way of looking at the world it will color my experience of the world and it will there's a power to negative words and there's a quick and easy i like to think of it as the dark side literally like i a part of me feels like that is what they're talking about in star wars right the dark side is very Mm -hmm. your anger your hate your all of that is easily accessible and very powerful like sometimes when i'm in a bad mood and i i feel impotent against change and i feel enraged me being really angry it feels empowering Mm -hmm. but it's but it's the dark side right because I don't ever come from that experience when the rage wears off sort of like Willow in that bad Willow. Do you remember bad Willow yes. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Mm-hmm. Um, it got really gross towards the end of bad Willow's reign. Right. Even though I loved bad Willow, to be honest, my, I loved bad Willow, <laughs> but bad Willow almost like if you ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, bad Willow had like dark hair and veins in her face. And uh, she almost ended the entire world. Um, but Xander changed things. But I'm just saying, Bad Willow was very, very powerful, but it didn't lead to great places in the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And then you have to come back from that. And, um, you know, it's not as easy as, you know, having the makeup people change you to redheaded Allison Hannigan <laughs> again and your good Willow. Uh, and then, you know, for, you know, you, you lose amber like all the things go wrong with bad willow do you know what i mean she spent like forever like i think the whole rest of the season barely being able to have magic it was terrible so i'm just saying you know don't bad willow your life up is that <laughs> sure. is that good advice it is Does now watch that show does anybody even know that show anymore it's a major <laughs> major show it's still streaming if you're yeah. young check it out buffy the vampire slayer good show <laughs> don't bad willow it up oh that's great well and and i think you know what you highlight there is that we can have those emotions anger frustration um i think when we talk about the dark side and, and bad willow um the 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 key there is that that we can get lost in them um and that you know if we they are powerful as you said and if we are not aware of you know either how we're feeling or why we're feeling it or what to do with that then yes i think that you can go down a path that is incredibly negative and can be incredibly painful not only for you but for people around you um so i appreciate you talking um you know just sharing that 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 it you know it's not that we're saying don't have those emotions or, or, you know, that again, that nothing negative is ever going to happen, but it is like, how are, how are we going to deal with it? And then how are we going to talk about it? Because as you said at the beginning, words are just, are just so, so powerful. And it makes me think of the things that we say that we're not, maybe not even aware of. Um, and how are those affecting us or the people around us, uh, the situations that we're in. And why I say that is, um, you know, over the years, I've 
recognize that I've picked up some phrases that are not necessarily negative, right? But they're subconscious and tend to undermine what I'm saying, even if I'm, what I'm saying is positive. So I noticed, actually, you pointed it out for me <laughs> one day when we were talking about things. You know, I I say things like, um, I, I will, you know, uh, say something and then I'll say I don't know as a way, as a way to in, in my head, what that's doing is I'm trying not to be like a know-it-all or big-headed, but what it really does is just undermines what I've just said, which I would say is not a positive thing. It is, it's not necessarily negative, but it's definitely not me, as we've talked about, speaking my truth or speaking, um, being ready to speak up or, or just showing up and saying maybe what needs to be said. See, I did it there too. I said, maybe. Nope. Saying what needs to be said. Darn it. Uh, So it is, as we talk about positive words, it's important to identify, for me, it's important to identify where I may be throwing negativity, negative words on something unnecessarily, but then also I have to identify what's maybe undermining uh, my empowerment or my positive verbiage or just in general, my communication. And so it is sometimes these little phrases that just crop up out of nowhere that I say, and I'm, I'm not necessarily aware of until maybe somebody points it out. And I guess just that to me is another reminder that I just need to be more, try to be more aware of what I'm, what I'm saying. Yes, because the way we communicate our experience to other people colors their view of us and our experience, and that reflection also colors our own. So when we're looking at the who we are as a person, and we're coloring it in a negative way, we will speak in a language that also relays that to other people subconsciously. And from there, they will have a less than bright look at us. And mm-hmm. then that is reflected to us, and we have a spiral going in the wrong direction. What I really loved about the Clifton Strengths test that I took, which is just basically a series, a lot of questions asking you about how you look at the world. And then they tell you what you have a natural talent for and how you can hone that talent to be more successful and really come into yourself and look at yourself differently. And one of the things that I'd often said about myself was that I, that I don't follow through. And that I, I'm all over the place. Uh, these are things that I've said about myself. I'm all over the place. So I got a million ideas, but I never follow through. So true. I am high in ideation. I'm very creative. I also am a strong starter. I am one of the things they have. I have a talent for activator. I'm a strong starter. I will say that there's a lot of opportunity for me to finish stronger. Sure, mm-hmm. I can do that. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I do, I am a strong starter. And by being able to say I'm a strong starter and saying I'm a strong starter, but I need a lot of support to finish. That's not me diminishing who I am. That's me accurately portraying it instead of saying I'm all over the place and I never follow through. Because that's not true, Brianna. I've Mm -hmm. written, I'm on book 19. I obviously follow through on something, 18 novels we're finished. I, I finished them. Um, but saying 
I'll give you another example. You and I did this five day uh, fast mimicking deal, right? We've done mm-hmm. it for five days and we, this is our third month in a row doing it every month on the 13th. We've done it 13, 13, 13, three times in a row, just like they, just like prescribed. There would have been a time, Brianna, when I would have thought I couldn't do that, but because mm-hmm. I'm a strong starter and I also acknowledge that I'm kind of, not kind of, I'm competitive uh-huh. and, and not in a bad way. I didn't want to be the one who lost and you have a high sense of responsibility. So once you committed to me, I knew you were going to keep going. And then Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be the one that brought us down, right? Because I don't (laughs) want to be the loser on the team. So my strong starter was like, we're going, Brianna. It's going to be great. Um, Mm -hmm. Which, you know, which wanes in different degrees. I mean, it it wanes almost sometimes just like 10 minutes after I start. I'm like, "Eh." you know, (laughs) that's fine. But it gets me something. Right. And I just like the idea that I don't have to pretend that everything's great. Mm -hmm. I just have to not do the other thing, Brianna, mm-hmm. which is where I, where I focus so much on the negative that mm-hmm. I rob myself of the power of seeing myself and communicating how I feel in my experience of the world in a positive way. So that, that is reflected back at me. And I have more things in my life to appreciate and enjoy. And even when things are challenging or even, um, I don't want to swear, so poopy-like, right? Mm-hmm. Even things are, are like that. Uh, I won't change words. I had, I was like, is that a swear word? Is that, we're not going to get on that tangent. Even when they're bad, if I say I rise to a challenge instead of everything sucks, if I say this is where the winning is won, this is where the winning is won, Christy, this is where other people would fall back, but you, not you this time. This is, this is your opportunity. This is where you're going to make your mark. This is where you're going to see who you're made of. Just like in uh, Apollo 13, when in the movie, the guy, they're trying to get the people home from being stranded in space. He says, mm-hmm. this is going to be NASA's finest hour. Like, this is a moment to meet myself. And in that moment, with the power of those thoughts and those words, I could propel not just myself, but the people around me to finding solutions they otherwise wouldn't do. And I can bring it home. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is, I love all of that. And I think uh, an example, another example of being able to, you know, speak positively, uh, despite what might be happening, to be able to speak truly about what's happening and to not fall down a, you know, to, to keep some positivity on it. Uh, when we were talking about the fast this week, it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but we both had this sort of like, yeah, this isn't, doesn't feel like the last couple times and um, I'm not super excited about it. And we could be very honest about that and yet not, not fall into this pit talking about how how our expectations are or how how we weren't having the same experience as we had before or how it just wasn't something about it just felt a little bit different and not as exciting <laughs> i think i equated it to um which this probably isn't super positive but i equated to to you know you're with someone and you love them so much but uh right now you need them to be not in your space <laughs> That's very much how I felt uh, these last few days as we were doing that. But 
we could share that and be honest about how it was feeling, but there was, but we still stayed, you know, we still tried to keep some positive, we, as you just said, we focused on, well, what is positive about this? And it is that we're doing it, period. It's happening. Um, and there are great benefits that are coming out of it. So I appreciate you talking about how identity, like holding on to those, even in a, you know, in a storm, holding on to that like piece of something that's gonna that's the positive piece or or that like light at the end of the tunnel i'm mixing all kinds of metaphors here um examples uh but being able to kind of hold on to that is even and recognize wow this is not great but i'm going to focus right here and this is going to help me get through it it's not going to take the negative away it's not going to take the not great away but it is going to in a minuscule way, make it uh, make it just a little bit better. There is literally a moment in one of my favorite comedies, which is as good as it gets, where Jack Nicholson's character tells Greg Kinnear's character uh, that he's having a hard time with Helen Hunt. Right? He he's in mm-hmm. love with Helen Hunt, but she doesn't want to be with him. Right? She uh, she's like she 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 thinks I'm a great guy, but she doesn't want to be with me, and he's demanding that Greg Kinnear support him right now. Like you're here. I finally have somebody in my life. Like you're going to help me with this. And he says, well, blah, blah, blah. And he gives him some advice. And <laughs> Jack Nicholson's character looks at Greg Kinnear and he's like, I'm drowning here. And you're describing the water. <laughs> you know, if you're not going to be good at this then just shut up. Do you know what I mean? Like I thought, <laughs> and I just love that I'm drowning here and you're describing the water. Mm-hmm. It's to me that sometimes is what not, not using the power of positive words. It's mm-hmm. like, it's everything. Every, <laughs> guys, this sucks. And in no way helps anything. If you're in the middle of a fire or you're trapped in a building or you're drowning, telling everybody how we're all going to die in this dinghy or we're going to be trapped in this fire like this that is not the time for it the time is here is a clear space this is where we're going you know that is a time for it. that afterwards you can say i was scared i'm i'm glad i survived and there's literally a difference between when you get out of a really scary point in your life there are people who will focus on, I almost died. I could have died there. I could have died. Everything was terrible. That never should have happened. And all of that thing is absolutely true. However, there can be some power behind saying, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm so happy that we got through this together. And focusing the other way, because one Mm -hmm. pulls you back into the miracle of now, and the other one brings you, puts you back into the torture of what happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying bottle up trauma or never discuss it or never work through it. I'm saying there is space for allowing yourself to use the power of positive words and reframing, you know, 20%, like 
you know, we did we did it with the nocebo effect, right? We were talking last week about the expectation effect. At no point during this fast, even though sometimes, guys, this all sucks, was kind of a feeling I may have had. But it wasn't that this all sucks. It was that feeling, but it was the reality of we're doing this. And I was even planning how am I going to keep this this thing that's really working for me right now, even though I'm not enjoying every moment of it, it's definitely working. How to keep that going to make a plan for after the fast this time? Because I'm mm-hmm. realizing, oh, afterwards I don't do as well as when we do this. And you and I literally, at no point did we expect to fail. Mm-hmm. Right. We had an absolute expectation that we were going to get through these five days. There were moments when I even thought, just going to eat this thing. And I went, you're not going to do that. Like literally in my mind, (laughs) you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You've already done three days. You're not Mm going to do that. You're not going to do that. And it was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to. And then it's like, instead, what did I do? I started thinking of how are you going to keep this momentum going? You know, this proves you can do hard things. This proves that even if you don't like something, you can still follow through. And I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm talking myself in to the other way, because if I kept going that way, Brianna, and I'm not mentioning food now because I'm not doing that right now. It just makes it that much more <laughs> difficult. I'd be eating the thing that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And and <laughs> when we talk about positive words, I will tell you one of the things that's helped me uh, kind of pay atten- more attention to how I'm um, talking about things or talking to people uh, you know, the the energy or, or I guess the level of positive or negative that I'm bringing is I do essentially talk out loud to myself because I feel like I will, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes I just need to hear it, um, something positive and that like lifts it up. I have a tendency to just, as you were talking about before, I have a tendency to keep a lot of stuff in and I realize that even, and that's positive or negative. I just don't, I ha- and though the podcast would beg to differ. I don't tend to talk a lot. Um, But, uh, and and what I was finding is I was keeping everything in, which meant uh, people didn't, didn't always know how to take me because I have, uh, you know, I can be what I've been told is I can be a little bit standoffish. Um, But really, it's just because I'm not sharing anything. And so I really had to learn that um, that I got to bring it all to the table. I can't just every once in a while put out some sort of snarky, cynical, negative thing and expect that people are going to, are, are one, that I'm going to have a lot of good relationships, but that um, I am going to be effective in my communication and in my relationships, in my job, in, in pretty much any space. So I think I don't know where I'm going with that other than it's been important for me to practice not just talking positively to myself and reframing from the negativity, negative self-talk, but it's been very important for me to actually be engaging with other people in the same way. So in conversations with people where I am getting where I've gone a little negative or maybe been a little, you know, like headed down that trail of being somewhat gossipy, it is that quick catch. Oh, wait, hold on. This isn't, mm -mm, this isn't what I do. And then uh, 
if need be, apologizing and then reframing it with that person to say, no, this is important to me. It's important to me that I am not, you know, bringing something negative into the space. I'll say, let I'll put different words, unnecessarily negative or maybe um, not totally accurate, accurately negative into the space because I feel like that tells the other, you know, it's a reminder for me. It tells the other person kind of what I'm about. And it also, it helps me in the future because when I have conversations, then people get the set, the idea that, oh, I know if I talk with her, like I can share my, I can share hard things, but we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be gossip buddies or we're not going to be, you know, just sitting in negativity because <laughs> Brianna will make me probably try to make me reframe it. <laughs> I love that. I've got to say that there's a lot of opportunity for me to embrace the power of positive words more thoroughly. I feel like I'm very good at bright siding and seeing I'm good at the reframe reframe when I remember to reframe, mm -hmm. but I do have a history and people who know me from, from before you and I were even just doing this podcast, probably, no, I don't know, probably they may have a picture of me where I am not affording myself of the opportunity to express myself with positive words. Mm -hmm. I think I've often, particularly in uh, the artistic community, like the comedy community and, and old friends, if somebody else, I've been peer pressured into toning my positivity down. I'll just say <laughs> that. Oh. I've allowed the, the pressure of my peers because mm -hmm. there is, I think the problem with trying to engage sometimes in a positive manner is that some people just aren't in the mood for it and that's fine. I can choose to be in different company. There is sometimes a relief that people feel when I go negative, like, mm -hmm. Oh, now you're finally getting real. Yeah. Tell us all about it. Do you know, kind of feeling. And it is hard sometimes for me. It is difficult for me sometimes to to not feel like I'm abandoning someone because I'm not willing to jump into that pool of anger and regret and sadness and frustration because that's not where I'm living these days. Mm -hmm. And it is where I've lived in the past. And so I feel like I'm leaving someone behind. Mm -hmm. And so I'll regress as a choice despite the fact that I'll feel the effects of that for days out of loyalty I'm not mm -hmm. sure what the reason is but it, it is um it is a very interesting thing for me to realize about myself and I think there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of self-examination to for me to do because I don't think I have afforded myself this tool across the board. There are many, 
many places in my life and many people I spend my time with where I deliberately choose not to hold this line. And I don't think I can do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate the, I, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that and just, you know, being very open about how difficult that can be. Um, making, you know, kind of, um, I guess, getting yourself into a different space and then how how it feels to, re- I think you use the word regress, um, and then really, truly having to make some decisions about where, um, where we want to be. Uh, and sometimes that then means who we feel like we have the ability to be be around and that I I understand that can be a that is and can be a very um, challenging or um, difficult uh, situation to discern and to work through and you know sometimes there are there are situations or or, or more like you know we have those. Uh, may have those folks in our lives that we um, that we cannot uh, separate from, and so that too takes a certain level of self awareness to understand. Well, you know, I'm I'm in this space, and I or I have to share space with someone who has a tendency to to be more negative. So how am I not going to, I loved your phrase, bright siding it. So not, uh, not to bright side them or not to bright side it, but how then am I going to go into this space and still try to maintain some level of um, what is now my kind of baseline of, of how I see the world, how I interact, how I talk about things. So it's important. Um, I think what you bring, bring up again is, is, is important uh, highlights rather that importance of self-awareness and what it is and being aware uh, not only of how how and what we're doing but how and what we need when we get into various situations so I appreciate you just really appreciate you sharing that and helping helping to um, to bring that to light yeah and I think I think what's really good about really thinking about the power of positive words and how we describe our situations and our life is it really gives me pause. Even in the course of this podcast, you'll see at the beginning of this podcast, I'm talking a mile a minute, right? And then as I start to really think about the power of my words, I start to realize how I have a tendency to phrase things. Mm. And the phrasing of those things, although sometimes comedic, are also damaging and it's and it's just these little little tiny little nicks of damage right not 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 always huge chunks of my self-esteem i'm carving out with every sentence although i have done that let's mm-hmm. not make a mistake i have the ability to chip away and just shovel right i can do both um and i have that ability however i also have the ability to build and and, and put things together and make something more of my life. And what I love about this is it just gives me pause to think how, where is my mind most of the time? Am I, is my default 
I, I have a lot of those words. I see it when I write. I have to go through and take out the phrases sort of, kind of, should have. Mm -hmm. He almost felt like. It's like people are allowed to feel exactly what they feel. They mm -hmm. don't have to almost feel mad. Okay? She was mad. All right? Mm -hmm. I was mad. I wasn't almost mad. Well, I kind of feel upset. I'm upset this happened. That isn't me being negative. That's me being clear. Me mitigating that is me not accepting that truth can also be very positive, but I don't have to, I color what's happening to me a lot. Let's just say I spin a lot and it's because of my inherent, not inherent. No, it's because of my tendency that I'm working on, right? Mm -hmm. That my habit, my habit, there's the word I'm looking for. It's because of a habit of not feeling like what is, is good enough. What I am is not good enough. The situation isn't good enough. I have been in a situation where I was like, man, I'm mad that person shorted me. And it, like they shorted me like $4 or $3. Mm -hmm. But when I tell the story of it the first time, Brianna, maybe it's $5. Mm -hmm. And then when I tell the story the second time, the story is it's $7 yeah, because I don't feel like I have a right to be mad over the injustice, mm -hmm. like that I went back and I got the change. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's like, it was like $80. It wasn't like $80. It was three fifty or whatever it was. And that isn't actually a specific instance. I can't remember because I color so many stories. And part of that is me kissing the Barney stone and that's fine. And exaggeration is great for comedy, but some of it is born out of insecurity with being enough. Hmm. and feeling like I have to justify why things make me happy, sad, mad, or glad. And none of that is true. And if I watch what I'm saying and I embrace the power of all of my words, including my positive words, I'll have a lot more clarity. And hmm. with that clarity comes growth, good times, support during bad times. And uh, I would like to believe at the heart of it, millions of dollars. I'm not exactly sure how, but I'm sure it's there because I want uh -huh. millions of dollars. Oh, I love that. I think <laughs> that is great. And I all the money just, will be mine, Brianna. <laughs> all of it. All of it. I have I have positive expectations for you that all okay, of maybe the money not will all, be yours. many of the monies will be mine. Yeah. Many of the monies. <laughs> many. Oh, that's great. And I, I think, you know, the I mean, I don't really have anything that could really add to that. I think what you've shared there is is really a good um, a good ex explanation and example of how the how how that awareness and and focusing on those positive words and being mindful. I loved your example of you know at the start you were talking real fast and then you became you know work like oh hey hang on a second. <laughs> And so slow, began to slow things down so you could really think, have that space and time to think about your words and what you're saying. And I think that um, I just really appreciate that example and, and talking about how important it is to, to, to not, to not just kind of rush off and, and jump into conversation, but to really be thinking and listening. Um, this week in school, uh, in my class, one of my classes, we're talking about uh, listening and how important it is. And, um, you know, that too, just listening to what's really being said or to what's happening or just paying attention um, 
allows us to formula I feel like if I'm if I'm not paying attention if if I'm like half listening to something or if I'm too busy thinking about how I'm going to respond I notice I have a tendency uh, to be a little more quick to judge uh, maybe that that snark comes in there um, because I'm not really paying attention I'm not paying attention to all the communication so both the verbal and the nonverbal to really see what the per- to really understand rather what's being said or what's being um, communicated. And so when I slow it down, like you talked about, take time to to listen, not be formulating what I'm going to say, but to really listen to what someone's saying. And then I can engage them in, in under, to understand more Then I feel like my, I have a much higher chance of my, um, you know, my, responses in my communication, again, it's not always going to be positive, but at least I'm not doing that unnecessary, unnecessary negativity. And one last, um, one, one or two last things I just wanted to say about positive words is that positive words certainly are those things, you know, we can bring that into our everyday conversation, but there also is, um, you know, to really bring positivity into a space there is to um, what I try to remember is I've got to recognize and this is more so in my professional life but I really trying to recognize people um, and to uh, show gratitude to um, tell someone how how well that they're doing or um, you know really thank you for it's it's been a really tough week and thank you for just hanging in there and um, you know making sure the work got done and and making sure people are taken care of. But, but though, you know, taking time, taking intentional opportunities to share with someone else, that sense of, I'm, I, I, I think it's saying, you know, what, that you are valuable, what you do here is valuable, what you are, what you're doing is valuable. Um, And even if that's like saying thank you to someone uh, who held the door open for me, but just like that eye contact and thank you so much, or this, I just really always try to make sure that I'm making eye contact and saying thank you to um, the cashier at a, you know, at a store or restaurant or whatever, because what, that person is doing in that moment, it matters. And I'd like to positively uh, acknowledge that. So, you know, recognition being an opportunity. Uh, But then the other part of, you know, working on our positive words, um, working on awareness uh, is having uh, what's been helpful for me in this. And I've leaned on a lot in the last couple of weeks that have been so busy while I'm trying to adjust to work in school uh, is kind of having that list of go-to things, whether that is I have a couple of scripture verses, I have a couple of, I guess I would call them mantras, and then um, what I would also consider a, a plus for positivity is you and I then do our affirmations uh, each day, which more so I, I, I get that sense of positive, like using that positive verbiage out of the experience of doing it, if that makes sense. But again, I have those things while I'm trying to 
while as I'm trying to work on some of this stuff, I have those things that I can fall back on, especially when I get into a sort of automatic response, not really paying attention. I have that little list of things that I can go back to that helps me like, oh, oh hold on. I got like almost like a little life raft <laughs> to get me back into what and where, uh, what and where I want to be. Yes, I totally, yeah, as a life raft to get us back to what and where we want to be. It's interesting because when we talked about this as a topic, I thought, hey, you know, I've got a lot of positive words. I have a lot of words. Uh, and I thought on the surface, this seems very easy to think and be positive, right? Except in practice, it could be very difficult because of life circumstances and situations and people, places, things, you know, all of it uh, can make it a little bit difficult. But what I think makes it so exciting for me is that I can look at my lack of positive words, right? If I'm saying a lot of negative words, I can look at that as an indicator of where my focus is in my life. And when I see the absence of those, when I see a lot of negative words, right? I can realize I'm not feeling empowered right now. I'm not feeling like I'm going or I have control or that I'm happy. And it allows me to look at my situation. And then from there, the great beauty of it is when you take the time to reframe what you're thinking. One of the examples in the book that I just read or that I'm in the middle of reading, rather, um, the uh, expectation effect is the nocebo effect. When you tell people that 5% get this side effect they are more likely to manifest the side effect. But if you tell them these side effects exist, talk to your doctor if you have them. However, 95% of the people do not have any side effects. Just mm -hmm. that quick reframe, it allows them to acknowledge the danger of what could happen, but it makes it less likely that their mind will create that reality. And what I love about taking this one step further with the power of positive words, in addition to our positive expectation is, as we train our brains to recognize when we're not putting things in a positive manner in our minds and when we speak out loud and give ourselves the opportunity to rethink that, that one, the lack of positive words indicates that we're not in the solution Two, the process of spinning it. 95% of the people don't right. Allows me to refocus and redirect my energy. And when I do that, that empowers me to get through a hard time to enjoy the good times. It brings me the opportunity to experience my full potential in the moment. And that I think is why we're here and something definitely worth doing. Hmm. That is wonderful. And, and thank you for sharing that. And I think that takes us, um, that's a great opportunity to take us right into our mission. So our mission for this week or for these next two weeks is to try to catch yourself when you're speaking negatively and take the opportunity to reframe what you're saying. And we would love to hear from you. How is this going? And now it's easier than ever to connect with us. You can go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast.com and click on the message icon to leave us a voicemail. Yes, and new episodes come out every other Monday. Please take a moment to follow and rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.